Dear friend, I welcome you to this uh, Monday morning, the beginning of another week. I want to glorify God for the privilege of we meeting together this morning again. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast every day. Thank you for your labors in the secret, in getting the messages across. Thank you for the encouragement you are giving. The communication of your words have been an inspiration to me. I want to say a big thank you to you. Thank you also for your labors in the kingdom. Um, over the weekend, we had our Help for the Helpers meeting. It was amazing, the visitation of God. My sincere prayer is that the investment of God into our lives will not be a waste. So much was said. So much was said. That was outcry to God that the Lord would do something in our lives, set our hearts on fire for him. And um, I, I do believe that God has answered our prayers and uh, we want to appreciate God for his help. Uh, this morning, I pray for you that as we step into this new week, that the God of heaven will lighten your path. The light of God will shine on your ways. The Lord will give you direction. The Lord will lead you the right way to go this week in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not miss your steps. You will not miss God this week. Divine help will not fail you. By the grace of God, your vision will come alive. There will be divine revelation for direction. This week, my desire, my sincere prayer, and the body of my heart this morning for you is that God will lighten your path. He said, thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp to my feet. I pray God will give you light. You will not go into error. You will not make mistakes. You will not go in the wrong direction. The Lord will order your step and my step aright this week in the mighty name of Jesus. Are there traps being set for you this week? The Lord Almighty will destroy all of the traps and the snares of the enemy on your path and on my path. In the mighty name of Jesus, constantly this week, you will hear the voice of God leading you, guiding you. In the mighty name of Jesus, all the ambushments of the wicked on your way, the Lord Almighty will disappoint them. The Lord will frustrate them. Yes, in the name of Jesus, the expectation of the wicked concerning you and me this week will, will be disappointed. In the name of Jesus, there will be no wailing, no mourning, no weeping in your coast and in mine, in the name of Jesus. This week will be a week of joy, a week of victory, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Most High. We give you praise. We honor your majesty. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Now, this morning, 
I I woke up with a body. You know, I I don't just make this broadcast uh, uh, just to get any message across to you. Uh, I wait for God to give me instruction. And not until this morning I had this word, give attention to your child. Give attention to your child. Whosoever you might be, please give attention to your child. Psalm 127 verse 3 makes us to know that uh, children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And you know that one very critical challenge that our world is facing today is the sustenance and the preservation of our children. We have seen a widening gap between our generation and that of our children. All right? This has manifested in the areas of knowledge. As many of them, though young in age, they are far ahead of their parents intellectually by reasons of the advanced technology that is available to them. There's no doubt about that. Even if you look at your children, you will know that there are many things they know that you don't know. Some of them may not be talking, but when they listen to you, they sympathize with us because they believe we are deeply ignorant. All right? So their generation is an advanced generation. Most often, in many instances, they are very different from our generation in the things they value as against ours. Their purposes and pursuits are at variance with ours. While our generation will be ready to let go of anything in order to earn a good name, their generation don't mind trading away the legacy of sustaining the good names, you know, the legacies of good testimonies for their personal ambitions, though with some exemptions. I see a very, you know, scary difference between our generation and the upcoming generation. The things we value, they despise. The things we despise, they treasure. The generation of our children is a generation that is in a hurry. We call them the jet age. They want to get in 25 years. What took you 50 years to acquire? I see a generation who are building on a very weak foundation. An indulged generation. A permissive and very ambitious generation that we are raising. A generation that is defective in character, whose glory is in their gold rather than their God. Their joy is in that which is temporal 
and perishables rather than the things that are eternal. I see a generation that is in dear need of rescue workers. I don't know whether it's a false alarm I'm raising in your ear this morning or you can see what I see around. Because just as it were in the days of Ezra, the things that cause tears on our faces today are the same thing that give this upcoming generation excitement. You remember in Ezra chapter 3 from verse 12 and verse 13, the Bible says, But many of the priests and the Levites and the chief of the fathers, who were ancient men, that has seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes wept with a loud voice and many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off. You know what happened there? The temple of Solomon that was pulled down. The temple that hosted Shekinah glory was destroyed. Babylon destroyed the temple, emptied the place. Now, God has raised the generation of Ezra, Zerubbabel, Joshua, and Co to come and rebuild the house. Now, when the foundation of the new temple was being laid, oh, the generation of the, the ancient who saw the former glory, the Bible says they wept bitterly because they saw, they knew what the glory was. They knew the kind of house that was pulled down as compared to what was just been laid and they cried. The younger generation was so excited. The same sight, different responses. While we will yet talk about our own children, beloved, my body at this time is on this endangered generation that is moving at a very high momentum, that is very challenging if not so difficult for us to catch up with. Beloved, something must be done, and that urgently. I'm asking this morning, do you have a concern for this generation that I'm talking about? Has God been speaking to you about this same matter? I want you to please share with me. I perceive that we need to synergize our ideas and our efforts for a more effective, redemptive result. If nothing is done at this time, the emerging generations will be the ones that will burn down what has taken generations to build. Beloved, I don't have too many words this morning, but let me say that you cannot afford to be sleeping. At such a time when drugs are fast changing the DNAs of our young ones on the streets. You cannot afford to be sleeping at a time when an average youth 
is modernizing robbery. When fraud is becoming a career, you can't afford to sleep at a time when immorality has become a profession and sex is being turned into a sport. Can you be sleeping when human dignity and integrity is fast becoming old-fashioned and the fear of God is losing its place in our society? Will you be sleeping at a time when the enemy of our souls are replacing Bible, the sword of the spirit, with pistols and AK-47 in the hands of this upcoming generation that are taking over from us? Will you be sleeping? Please talk to me. Why will anyone be at ease in Zion at a time like this? Why should we continue to clap hands and be dancing away in the church while the devil is on the field, setting lives and communities ablaze, destroying and wasting? Can you please help me wake up your neighbor? Please wake up that friend. We must wake up from our slumber. I perceive, as I'm talking to you, that the matter at hand requires haste. Our generation is sleeping. We seem not to see the danger that is ahead. We seem to be, to be at a loss. We, we, we don't seem to be able to relate with the realities on ground. There is a call in my spirit that we need to wake up. I shared this embodying with some teachers. We came together on Thursday last week. Just raising this same concern, I believe that any well-meaning believer at this time should carry a burden for the coming generation. If nothing is done, you know, the houses, the cathedrals, the halls we are building today may be turned to warehouses. The church experienced a kind of revival. We were buying warehouses to make them churches. We must be careful so that the same churches will not be bought over to become warehouses. It's time we woke up from our sleep. Please talk to me. We need to walk together. May the Lord help us. May God interpret this message to your heart this morning in the name of Jesus. We'll be back tomorrow morning to talk more about our children. Our generation is an endangered one. We need to rise up now. God bless you. I'm your brother and friend. Sunday away. Let's get this message across. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name.